Hey, it's TJ. Thank you so much for joining me here on Let's Chat, y'all. Just wanted to say before we start the episode, thank you so much for all the love that you guys sent me through DMs, through messages, through calls. Thank you for that. I appreciate it so, so much. Uh, In regards to that last episode, you guys really helped me and I just... I just wanted to say thank you. You also helped make that episode the second most listened episode in my entire um, run of this podcast. So thank you so much. It allowed me to uh, start the process of healing. And I know that, you know, I'll always miss her. But just knowing that she was truly loved by so many people and just, I don't know, it just really touches my heart. So thank you. Uh you guys are the best. So let's get into this episode. I brought in my best friend, Chris. This episode is going to be titled, The Things I Wish I Knew in My 20s That I Know Now in My 40s. And it was a lot of fun. I am just so grateful for him to uh, come on the podcast with me. He was at work and actually took his lunch break to record with me. So Chris, Thank you so much. You are amazing. You're just such a beacon of light and I appreciate you and I love you. I'm also going to be um, adding a link to the orphanage that he's helping to fundraise and raise money for. I'm going to add that link in the description box for the podcast as well as on our um, IG page. And on that link, you'll find... uh, the actual fundraising page and then information about the orphanage in Africa that he's helping. So if you are um, someone who's, you know, has the means to give and, um, you know, either by prayers or by giving a monetary donation, please feel free to click on that link and do so. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and let's get to it. Hey guys, this is TJ. Welcome to Let's Chat, y'all. I have my best friend here on the line. He's going to be doing this segment of the podcast with me. Everyone say hi to Chris. Hey guys, how's it going? All right, so this episode is going to be about things I wish I knew in my 20s that I know now in my 40s. So I am 41 (laughs) In July, I will be 42, which is crazy. Chris, um, do you want to tell us how old you are? I'm the same age as you are, silly. I'm 41. Okay, well, I mean, I know that, but they don't know that. (laughs) So no, I'm 41. um, (laughs) Okay, so I've known Chris for a very long time. He actually has a nickname, which I am not going to develop. (laughs) <laughs> this podcast because you know best friends have them names you know what i'm saying and so i'm not saying his name but he knows who he is and uh yeah so we're going to talk about things that we wish we knew in our 20s that we know now in our 40s so do you want to start off chris or you want me to start off i'll let you start off okay and then if we have a similar one, I guess we can kind of piggyback off of that. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good. 
Okay, so my first one, it's kind of mixed together. Like, I would tell my 20-year-old self to take care of your body and also save money. Because, um, you know, you feel like you're invincible when you're in your 20s. You know, you can go out on, you can go to the club on Saturday, be up all night, but still make it to church on Sunday (laughs) without any problems. You're not tired. And yeah, now 40 year old me is, is broken, but no, like I just, I'm, I'm always, I'm just so, I'm so tired and I'm only 41. Right. Um, I, I joke that, you know, I spent all my time doing the Tootsie Roll and the butterflies. So my knees are not, the, <laughs> my, my kidneys are not, you know, the same anymore. My knees snap, crackle and pop. So you know, I missed a couple of days of work because, you know, I pulled my back. As a matter of fact, I think the other day or maybe, yeah, like the, uh, the other day, last week sometime, I had to take a day off of work because my knee had gotten swollen. And I mean, that's stuff that wouldn't happen in my 20s, you know, so that's, you know, missing, missing a day of work and, you know, freaking retirement. I think about that now. I'm like, I'm 41. I was always like, never going to retire. Like, I love what I do. I work with kids. And now I'm like, oh, <laughs> God. Oh, oh my God, I work with kids. <laughs> they didn't bore me down. My hair is great. And, um, you know, my retirement, like, it's not great <laughs> at all. So I wish I could have told my 20 year old self to like start saving money, you know, uh, invest in retirement funds, work on my IRA. Cause uh, I'm going to be work till <laughs> I'm like 60 or something. Cause uh, I'm going to need to retire soon. These kids is going to uh, be the death of me. <laughs> and you getting sick and them sneezing on you. Yes. Yes. And then, you know, hugging COVID, on you. Yes. And I mean, look, <laughs> these masks and, you know, you can't tell a, a four and a five year old, please put your mask on. Please put your mask on correctly. <laughs> Using it as a slingshot, as a. That mask uh, don't go there. Exactly. <laughs> or my favorite right now, due to allergy season, is um, hey, friend, uh, you know, you feel that snot coming out your nose. Please go get a tissue. I need a hug. No, you don't. You need a tissue. <laughs> <laughs> I need to work. <laughs> so, so yeah, definitely like saving money. I feel like if I would have saved at least ten percent of my check, any check that I had, I'd I'd have a good, you know, a good chunk of savings. Like now, I'm doing it. Um, I actually started doing it in my thirties, but I mean, things come up, and so you have your emergency fund, which is always good, but still at the same time, like. Man, I'd have a lot more money. That was fine. Yeah, for real. All right, your turn. <laughs> yeah, so I was like trying to think of something that wasn't completely generic. I mean, you're getting people who are like, oh, go invest in this or telling yourself this or, or several different things like that. But in the money, staying in the money, you know, sector is, you know, I would really like push myself to understand um, credit and my credit rating. Uh, more than I cared to at the time. Yes. Oh, my goodness. 
just because I, I it, it affects everything and and everything you do and everything you want to do. It affects your quality of life. It affects so many things. And I thought I understood and I understood a little bit, but I mean, it, there's so much more to it and it's the importance of it. Um, I don't really don't think people really talk about it in school or even your family. Like, I don't know about your family. My family really didn't talk about credit at all. Yeah, no, it was always like, you know, make sure you have money in the bank, but never, never really heard anything about your credit score and how you're going to need it for literally everything. So, yeah. And then even then, like the the information that I got was, oh, well, get one or two credit cards and don't use them and just have them for, you know, for emergency sake. And even that, that's not going to, you know, that's not the best way to, 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 you know, really take care of your credit score. You know, you have to use what you have, but use it wisely and, and diversify so many different things going to credit rating and your credit report. And, uh, you know, it just, it affects so many things. And I, I wish I, you know, I'd probably, I'd go back and like, really just say, Hey, like pay attention to this, read about it, learn everything you can about it. So there's no surprises later on. And, you know, you know, I think it, it would have affected a lot of different things. Right. Or I feel like because I already know my mama, she's going to listen to this and she's she's going to call me and be like, I told you that. (laughs) So I'm going to say that I probably heard something about my credit report and like, you know, knowing my credit score. And I just didn't listen because at the time it didn't mean anything to me. You know, Um, I, I know now, like I check my score at least once a week with like credit karma. And um, when I tell you, like, the excitement that I, that I get when I see, like, my score went up four points, or, like, the disappointment I see when my credit score goes down, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> you start checking all your bank accounts, you start checking all your password, like, what happened? Like, it's crazy, but you're, you're absolutely right. I wish I would have known a lot more of that. And, and like I said, you know, I, I knew a little bit about it and I, and I heard, you know, people say things about it. I just didn't pay enough attention. I should have. I thought I understood it. You know, I thought, OK, I listened to them. I listened to them. And with that information, it wasn't all the information. So it didn't end up working out the way I thought it was. And then you have the credit cards, uh, you know, really paying attention to their fees and their annual fees. Like I didn't pay attention to any of that. Like, okay, cool. I got a credit card. As long as I don't go over my limit, I'll be all right without knowing that they're charging you certain credit cards charge you every month just to have a thing. And I was looking at my, you know, I would look at my things like I haven't bought anything. Why is they're charging me? And now they're charging me. Now it's going over my limit. Now they're charging me again. So it just became a whole thing. Like I just really didn't appreciate, you know, what it was and, and understand it now, like I do now. So like, that would be just one thing. I was like, look, sit down, worry about this, pay attention to this because it's going to affect everything. Yeah. Ooh. This is this is some good stuff. Oh, people are writing this down. Um, <laughs> so one of mine is, um, you know, we've known each other for how long? Like, I think we that was uh, like what? Twenty one about twenty one years. Twenty one years. Twenty one years. I met you or 20, 20 or twenty one because I met you at SeaWorld, and I think I think I had already turned twenty one because we were going out to uh, that country place. Yeah. I don't remember the name because they changed it, but. That was the only yes. way I would have been. And I was so young that it had to have been right when I was about 21. So we're looking yeah. at 20 years of friendship. Yep. Wow. That's so crazy. 
Um, I wish I would have known that like, like people are in your life for, for a reason and for a season. And I used to, I used to like try to figure out and I would get all in my feels like, Oh, me and this person aren't friends anymore. Why aren't we friends? And, and that would legit eat at me because I'm such a people person. And I, I just never understood why, you know, you would have, you know, friends for a certain part of your life. And you're like, they were my best friends. And, 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 oh, like we did all this together. And now all of a sudden, like, they don't, they don't call you. They don't talk to you. Um, you know, it could be a falling out. It could just be because that's not, you know, that's not who you are anymore. And that's okay. I just remember feeling so butthurt that like from high school to college, you know, friends that I would keep in contact with and then all of a sudden they just dropped off or even people that I met at certain jobs that I, you know, helped or mentored or, you know, just spent a lot of my, my younger years, my younger twenties getting to know and saying like, okay, I'm in a new city. These are my new friends and da, 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 da. And then like, you try to contact them now or like you send a message on Facebook and they don't respond. And I mean, that hurt me. Like I was legit, like boohoo hurt. And it just, it took me, it took me a couple of years to realize like, you know what, like people come into your life for a reason and for a season. And sometimes that reason is going to be, you know, to help you get past what you're going through, or it may just be like, you know, you're helping them out with something, you know, but they're there for a reason and a season and you just let whatever happens, happens. Just continue to be a really good friend to them. And if they stay, they stay. And if they go, then, you know, they're, that's, you know, that's what was supposed to happen. You know, you can't linger on them. And that yeah. took me a while. And I think well, there's even so many different types of people. Yeah. Relationships yeah. too. Yeah. Like, um, for many of y'all that don't know, because I like to keep that kind of stuff hidden. Um, well, not hidden, but just like, if you're close, close to me, then you know about need me. Need to know. Uh, so it was, yeah. It's a need to know. There you go. There you go, Bessie. It's a need to know. Like, I was married <laughs> and um, I don't really talk about my ex-husband. I don't show pictures of my ex-husband. Chris has met and seen and hung out with my ex-husband. Um, I was at your wedding. We're at my wedding, but you yep. know we don't even we don't even talk about that. Like <laughs> you know <laughs> that that we got was, too much to talk about. We got too much to talk about to to linger on that stuff. Exactly, exactly. And you know, I think like the lesson that we learned from that is like, for in order for me to move on, I had to learn like my ex husband was in my life for a reason and for a season. And like, I moved past that and it made me a better person, you know? And, and I learned so much from that dealing with people and, you know, moving on with other relationships, what I want and what I expect from others, you know, what I want a, a person to give me and vice versa. So yeah, that was a, that was one for me that was real, you know, had I learned that earlier, shoot. Nobody could tell me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Except your bestie, because I'm going to tell you anyway. You're going to tell me all the time, even when <laughs> I don't want to hear it. 
And same, same for you too. Yeah, but but you need, but those. I mean, you need friends that are like that. You know, there there's so many things to talk about when it comes to friends and and the way different people are. But you need to have a friend. That's what you know. That'll tell you the hard stuff. That'll tell you the rough stuff. That'll be like, okay, this probably wasn't right, or this wasn't smart. Because if everybody's just telling you what you want to hear and what you want to feel, I mean, those are the relationships that typically don't last very long. Exactly. Exactly. And there's so many different types of people with personality types and how they communicate and how long they take to communicate. I mean, sometimes it takes me a, a while to communicate with you or back with you, but you know that I'm going to eventually do it and we can get together without seeing each other for months and hang out and have fun. Like we, we, there's different people. Some people need constant contact and there's some friendships that, Hey, like, Life happens. We're busy. I'm busy. And we'll get together as soon as you can. Because there's no expectations of, well, you should have done this or you shouldn't have done that. And I ain't going to get mad. You know. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Your turn. All right. So another one for me, I, I was kind of thinking, you know, you know, one of the things that I, I would really kind of set myself down and, to, you know, be straight with myself is like, you know, there are different people types and there are people with different types of personalities and the people that you care about aren't always going to feel the certain same things that you feel in the same ways. And one of the things is, you know, that was real important to me and became real, real, uh, you know, big for me to understand is actually how to actually love somebody um, in a different way. Because I mean, I was always pretty intelligent and I I always had really good at being empathetic and I've always been a helper and I've always worked with kids and animals. So it was never really hard for me to, to be around people or to help people in any way. But to actually be with somebody that you actually care about and you like love, you know, these the people love and feel love in different ways. And at that time, when I was younger, up until, you know, maybe six, seven years ago, I thought that, hey, well, my way of loving is the best way. And you know, like, I'm going to go and I'm going to show you that I love you and I'm going to do all these things. But that doesn't work for everybody. I would really like get to sit myself down and be like, hey, like, you got to pay attention to this person and, you know, or, or what the people that you care about and how they accept and how they feel loved, because you're going to try your hardest to love on people and they're not going to know that you love them. They're not going to feel it. They're not going to understand it in the same way. And you know, I was too hard headed to think that there was a better way or, or another way or a different way. I was like, OK, this is the best way. And this this isn't going to work. Then nothing's going to work. And, you know, it's just too much. It was too much. Yeah, I thought of, of my opinion too much of that. And I would just, you know, really go back and say, look, there's different love languages, people that you care about. Make sure you're loving them in the way that they can understand and they can feel so you don't have those same issues that I've had in the past, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's deep. Especially learning people's love languages. You know, like you said, you're thinking you're showing someone love and they're just like, no, quite the opposite. I even do that with my students. I learn their love language so that I can give them what they need and I know how to go about getting it. So we're going to take a quick break. And we're going to hear this ad from our sponsor, Anchor, and we will be right back. 
Okay, so we're going to come back with our final one. And I'm going to let Chris go with this final one. Go for it. Okay, so my final one um, would be, you know, I would just kind of like tell myself to be open-minded about certain things. Um, growing up in my culture and with my family, we only, we weren't very adventurous in foods. You know, we had Mexican food, pancakes, and and maybe some pasta here and there, but the the different varieties and types of food, just for example, is it, so various, and you really don't think or understand what that is until you try it. Like, just be open-minded to try certain things like that, um, because granted, now that I've been able to travel uh, a lot recently and doing uh, volunteer work and missionary work, you know, like I'm in love with these foods that I would have hated back in my twenties or I wouldn't have even tried. And I would just be like, you know, like, like what? Balance, I would... you know, try to well, Indian food. Like I, 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 and I even went to a couple of Indian foods before I went to India and I never liked it. And then I went to India and I'm sitting there getting cooked home cooked Indian food by this little old Indian grandma and I'm like, man, this food is awesome. This food is amazing. I'm burning my lips and my tongue off, but I can't stop eating it because it tastes so good, you know? <laughs> that and, and, and Mediterranean food and just a bunch of different things that, you know, I would just like, hey, like, try different things. Don't be closed-minded. Try different things. Know that you don't like something by trying it, not just by having something in your head. And that goes for the types of music I listen to, um, and even as much as you know, as much as I love dancing back then, like I was kind of just a one type of dance person, you know, for a while there, you know, and, and I was always scared to, to try new types of dancing and to, to go and even take lessons. You know, I never wanted to do that. And I just got to a point where I was older. I was like, you know, you know what, I'm just going to do it and I'm going to go. And as much as I love music and as much as I love dancing, I'm going to go and I'm going to learn how to do different types. And now, I mean, I love it. I love dancing. I love doing different types of, of dancing, different types of music. And I would have just, you know, gone back and be like, hey, like, be open, try. If you don't know something, seriously, go. It's okay to take lessons. Go learn something. You know, it's okay to better yourself, to learn, take a lesson. It doesn't make you any less of a person because you needed lessons to learn something. Like, just go do it. So that's something that I would have, I would have told myself just be more open-minded and try different things and to know that I didn't like something because, Hey, I've tried it. I tasted it or, or I heard it, you know? Yeah. Okay. See, that's a hard one for me. Cause you know me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I will say this. I did try certain things, but like my stomach just did not agree. Like I wanted to try Thai food so bad and finally went to a Thai food place and then no, the way my stomach is set up. No, no, yeah, no. but at least you tried it. You tried it. You know you didn't like it. And hey, you're like, you know, it's not like, oh, I just never wanted to try it. You know, hey, I tried it. My stomach didn't like it. And I'm good, you know. And that's that's something I can respect. Right. Versus being like, I ain't trying that. Have you ever had it? Yeah. No. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. Okay. So my last one um, kind of hits me right in my in my gut because uh, I know that as a teacher I've done this and I, you know I've been teaching for such a long time and now I feel like as a seasoned teacher a veteran teacher 
I've, you know, relaxed my whole view on this, on this one thing, but with lesson plans and projects and things like that, I always wanted it to be the best. I wanted parents to walk by and say, oh, you know, wow, look at what they're doing. Or, you know, other teachers to come in my room and say, oh, that's amazing. Like, I want to, I want to be like this. Like, I just wanted everything to be perfect. And after a while, you know, trying to, trying to reach perfection like that, that, you know, really can't be, you can't really reach perfection when you're working with kids. You can reach like being your best, but it doesn't always have to be perfect. And I think that was the one thing that, you know, I would tell my, my 20 year old self, like just try your best, do your best, but it doesn't have to be perfect. Because the more that you try to reach that perfection, um, it's unattainable and you're going to burn yourself out. And I don't beat myself up for it. You know, I think that was another thing, too. Like I was beating myself up for it because it wasn't like this. Like I wanted it to look like this. I wanted this lesson to go like this. And now it's like, okay, well, that lesson didn't go the way I wanted to, but they learned something. And I'm, I'm cool with that. Or, you know, hey, we're doing a lesson on owls and the kids made their own owl. That owl, owl look a little crazy. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, that's the way they perceive their owl. And so it just made me a better teacher. You know, I'm not I'm not pushing myself or burning myself out knowing that, you know, it's it's yeah, not worth stressing yourself out. Yeah. Okay, Chris, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, will you tell me a little bit about your um, fundraiser that you're, that you're participating in? Sure. So um, the fundraiser that I'm doing right now is for my next trip to Uganda. Uh, I've actually been going to Uganda for the past uh, about three years, uh, and I've done a lot of traveling, but my focus has been on an orphanage in Uganda in Africa, um, the last several years. Uh, last year, I was able to raise all the money on my own through work and whatnot uh, to be able to go. But this time, I'm looking to go for three months. And being over there for three months means uh, no work, no income, and not being able to uh, pay my bills back at home. So I'm working with uh, a nonprofit that helps the same orphanage in Uganda, and they're running a, uh, a fundraiser for me to help uh, help me get over there, help pay bills, and help me be able to be uh, in the midst of the orphanage and the kids for three months. Wow, that is so awesome. So guys, hey, if you're interested in helping Chris out with his fundraiser, I will have a link in the description box for the podcast, as well as uh, a flyer on our Let's Chat Y'all Instagram page. Okay. Let's, let's take care of him. Let's take care of him. Let's get him, uh, what he needs. All right. I know I will be donating. You know, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a give something to the children's cause you know, TJ love the kids. And, uh, and, uh, I, I appreciate you and I, I'm so proud of all the work that you do. So, uh, yeah, you guys make sure that you help Chris out. What's the name of the orphanage by the way? It's, uh, it's called the UOCC, and the organization here in the United States is called the UOCC USA. And in the link that I'm sending you, on the bottom, there's a link to the actual webpage of the nonprofit. Everything gets goes through the nonprofit. It's not a bank account that I have or anything. Everything goes through the nonprofit. It's all legit. 
And like I said, I've been there several years. You know, I've been there. I've sent you video. I've got video and pictures on my Facebook and whatnot. So everything's legit. And I just want to thank everybody uh, that's thinking about it. Uh, also prayers, you know, anything, anything helps, but prayers as well. So very much appreciated for your time. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Chris, thank you so much. And guys, thank you for listening. And thanks for coming back to Let's Chat, y'all. Bye.